Hen Iyar, Yud Iyar, Tzaddik, his praise. 310. He said, How many cases there were where the image of God was sunk in the mud, and I brought them out of it. It is quite apparent how the very faces of the people who come near to me change and turn into Jewish faces. The image of God. Genesis 1.27 I have people here who I don't know if the lowest pit of hell would have been enough for them. The lowest pit of hell would still have been too small for them, because if they had been able to break through and go lower, they would have done so. Yet because of me, they came closer to God. 3.11 He said, I am able to make most extraordinary vessels. The only thing lacking is that I am forced to make the tools by myself. 3.12 Even the very smallest of all my followers will achieve what even the foremost leaders of the day will not. 3.13 There is a story about the saintly Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac of blessed memory. The Rebbe had a vision in which he saw crowds and crowds pressing forward to hear Torah. They said to someone, You teach us Torah. He did so, and the Rebbe heard and was greatly impressed. And the Rebbe knew how to judge when it came to Torah. Apparently, he said he had never heard Torah like this, and he asked if the soul which had taught it was in this world. They showed him, and he sent for the soul, and what happened, happened. Before Pesach, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac dreamed the entire Torah teaching which the Rebbe had heard, and he came to tell the Rebbe in a state of very great fear and trepidation. The Rebbe then went from him, and Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac was left in a state of weakness. Shortly afterwards, he passed away. Editor's note. I have heard that on one occasion some of the Rebbe's followers were talking to him and sorrowfully lamenting the death of Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac. The Rebbe comforted them and said, But now we have Rabbi Nassim's wisdom. His wisdom. 131. In paragraph 4 of this lesson, the Rebbe explains the Talmudic saying, Why do sages not have children who are equally learned? Because they do not begin with a blessing for the Torah. Nadarim 81a. At that time, the Rebbe also mentioned an additional explanation. When a child is conceived, his conception depends on the food previously eaten by his parents. They must sanctify and bless this beginning, namely, the things that precede conception, such as eating. Only when this is accomplished can a child be conceived in purity and holiness. But there are sages who do not begin with a blessing for the Torah. The beginning, preceding conception, is not sanctified with the blessing of the Torah. To have children who are sages, this beginning of conception must also be blessed with the Torah. 133. In the Moharan 1, 69, the Rebbe speaks of the great sin of stealing or coveting, even in thought. In this lesson, the Rebbe explains the Talmudic teaching, one who steals even a penny from another must pursue him even to media to return it. Vavakava, Vavakama 103a. The Rebbe asks why, of all nations, media is mentioned. He answers that the word limadai, to media, can also be spelled limude, taught of. Therefore, it refers to those taught of God, Isaiah 54.13, namely children. Theft can even pursue one's children. I heard from the Rebbe's own lips that this is how this Talmudic lesson was taught on high. Book. Immoral Behavior A. 55. Whoever stands as a guarantor for a wicked individual turns to immorality. 56. Whoever destroys his seed becomes penniless. 57. Incest leads to murder. B. 1. Sexual immorality leads to incarceration or pain in one's legs. 
a student who, despite being unqualified, instructs others, will also be punished with one of these afflictions, and he will be placed at the mercy of harmful forces. 2. Quarreling causes one to succumb to immoral desires. 3. Marital relations with one's wife on days when it is prohibited causes a person to be imprisoned. 4. Immoral desires cause constipation, which in turn brings leprosy. 5. Doing favors for others removes one's lustful desires. The inverse is also true, as failing to do favors for others Kids brings on the desires. 1. Lesson number 74. Be exalted above the heavens, O Lord. Psalms 57.6 1. There is suffering which comes upon a person from holy judgment. These are the afflictions of love alluded to in the verse, He whom God loves, he chastises. Proverbs 3.12 And these afflictions push a person away as the first step in bringing him closer. There is also suffering which comes upon a person from the judgment of impurity, God forbid. The way that a person can know if his suffering derives from the judgment of impurity or from holy judgment is through his prayers. Namely, if in the midst of his suffering he can still pray, he may then know that his suffering comes from holy judgment and that his are the afflictions of love. 2. Prayer is associated with God's face. See more in this lesson in Likutei Moharan. While the inability to pray is associated with the hiding of his face, God forbid, as in, you hid your face and I was bewildered. Psalms 38. 3. By toiling in Torah study until he merits to know and to understand it, a person thereby heals his soul, elevates his soul to the place of its root, and mitigates all the harsh judgments. He also plants a tree of life on high, which contains all healing remedies. He sustains and renews all the worlds, and he reveals God's honor in the world. For this is the main purpose and goal of all of a person's spiritual work, so that God's honor will be revealed. 4. If a person engages in Torah study and he is not able to understand what he studies, it is nonetheless very good. This is because every word that he utters ascends on high, and the Holy One, blessed be he, rejoices over it and makes it into a heavenly willow tree. 5. Hoshana Rava and Simchat Torah correspond, respectively, to speech devoid of knowledge, whereby a person is not yet able to understand what he is studying, and to speech with knowledge, as when a person has merited to know and to understand the wisdom of the Torah. The latter type of speech is healing for the soul. See more in this lesson in Stories, the Master of Prayer. Another faction maintained that the person best qualified to be king was one who had a great abundance of food, but who did not eat the food of ordinary people, but highly refined food, such as milk, which does not make the mind too physical. Such a person would be qualified to be king. They could not, however, immediately find the person who was nourished in such a manner. They therefore chose as a temporary king a wealthy man who had a great abundance of food. He would rule until they could find the kind of person whom they desired, who did not eat like other men. Meanwhile, until they found the person with the full qualifications, this wealthy man would be king, after which he would resign. They accepted this man as king and chose a land that was conducive toward their goals. Letters, there. Year 1. Letter number 159. I received your pen and started writing with it. While I'm not entirely happy with it, I do need it very much. It even has a share in the writing of this letter, because I began the letter with it. So I fulfilled the verse, Ecclesiastes 10.10. 10. If the iron is dull and its edge is not, is not sharpened, 
he will need to exert himself more. See Rashi's explanation there and understand it well, especially since the quill was made of iron. Take careful notice of how we find every single thing in the Torah and stir ourselves to God through everything in the world. And greetings to my dear beloved friend, Reb Shimshon, may his light shine. As I was writing to my nephew, I remembered you, my dear friend. You are closer to me than a brother. My love for you is boundless, just like a son or a brother. So I just couldn't restrain myself now either from reminding you. Proverbs 6, nine. How long will you lie there, lazy man? When will you get up and start your life again? By coming close to us as you once were, or even closer. All the delights of our holy treasure houses are before you, stashed away in his holy books. It is impossible to imagine all the new insights that we discover every day, because the Rebbe is a flowing spring that gushes constantly, every minute, every day. Here is the book Likutei Eitzot, advice, for you to look at, until, text is missing, which just came out. I also recently sent some new prayers. You've already seen the old ones. I know that you are strong in your belief with God's help, and that the truth is glowing a little in your mind, so that even if there are still many coverings and veils and several barriers, the truth is that given even the small glow of truth that shines in your heart, you ought to be skipping over mountains to run to a source of truth such as this. Even if it were Deuteronomy 30.13, across the sea, for this it would be fitting for you to cross it, how much more so when it is really not far from you at all. I have so much to say, but the page is short and there isn't enough time because the holiness of Shabbat is rapidly approaching. We must always think of the day that is entirely Shabbat, Kohelet Rabbah 1.36. This is why I wrote you all this, but I can't spend all my time on you alone. If you want to listen, what I have said here is enough, because I have hewn your ears by pointing this out to you. You do what you think is best. Choose life so that you and your children will live. Reb letters as above. Year 2, letter number 394. With God's help, Tuesday, Devarim 5602, Cherin. Warm greetings to my dear learned son, Reb Yitzchak. May his light shine. Along with all his children, may they live. I have just received your last letter. This letter was particularly precious to me because you informed me there of the safe arrival of my friend, Reb Nachman. I received his letter as well, and everything that is stated there regarding the books and the other letters all came today at just the right time. For I was intending to write him a letter and to answer him about the letters that I received immediately upon my arrival here Thursday morning at the house of my friend Rebbeer, may he live. All this, particularly the letter that I just received, uplifted me tremendously. I have no idea what to say now, as you can certainly understand for yourself the great stress and uncertainty that I am presently feeling in connection with our business. In addition to the financial impediments, which are extremely onerous for me, the hardest thing of all is my indecision about starting a project such as this at a time when the truth is so concealed. I have not yet spoken about this project here because I need to consider it carefully and beseech God to give me the appropriate words with which to speak with people so that I will accomplish what I wish. The kindnesses that God does with me every day, all the time, are great, wondrous, and awesome in the extreme. Just now I was a little late in praying, and afterwards I delayed my morning meal because I was writing down God's wonders, meaning original Torah ideas, that he recently helped me develop. Just then, that letter of yours arrived, along with the letter from Reb Nachman, may his light shine, from Kremenetz. 
All these things are connected because what I was writing dealt with precisely this issue, that is, with this whole great uproar which is surrounding us for no reason. So now I have no idea what to do or say. Needless to say, I was greatly disappointed by what he wrote at the beginning of his letter about the great upset that took place to the point that he was forced to hide the... dot dot dot. And if he did not state explicitly who caused the trouble and what it was about, it is obvious that it was due to the machloket. Therefore my hair stands on end, and I am filled with fear and trembling at the prospect of starting again. But the measure of good is greater, because, at the end of the letter, he wrote about the enormous longing of the remnant who hail in the name of God. So, all the same, I am determined, with God's help and amazing salvation, to put my will into this business. Salvation is in God's hands, that we may merit to start and to finish, to start and to finish again and again. You, God, are always on high, meaning you always have the upper hand, Names of Tanaim and Amoraim, Dalit. Darubar Papa, Deva de Mincharuv, Rabidosa ben Herkanus, Rabidosa in Malchaya, Rabidosa bar Tabat, Dustai Ishkfar Yatma, Rabidustai berabianai, Rabidustai berabi Yehuda, Rabidustai de Minbira, Rabidusti Sava, Rabidustai bar Matun, Rabidustai mi Bei Shevav, Ravdimi bar Shishina, Ravdimi bar Yitzchak, Ravdimi Stam bar Yosef, Ravdimi bar Chinana, Ravdimi bar Nechemia Breda Rav Yosef, Ravdimi Achua de Rav Safra, Ravdimi bar Abba, Ravdimi Breda Rav Huna Midam Harin, or Ravdimi Breda Rav Kahana, Ravdimi bar Levi, Ravdimi Mineh Hardal, Ravdala bar Tevyumi, Ravdalia, Ravdaniel bar Rav Katina, Daniel Chayata, Rav Nassan's Prayers, 1, Prayer number 144, 260. God, save me with your name and avenge me with your might. For the sake of your name, Hashem, give me life. In your righteousness, bring my soul forth from trouble. Not for us, Hashem, not for us, but for your name, give honor, for your kindness and for your truth. You, God, Hashem, act with me for the sake of your name, because your kindness is good. Rescue me. Master of the world, Master of the world, Master of the entire world, God of all the tzaddikim, God of all Israel, teach us and instruct us what to do now. How shall we cry out now? How shall we pray and plead now? After the evil decree to take Jews into the army to war has been passed and the law has been implemented, and a number of Jews have been seized and sent into the Gentiles' hands like a wild ox in a net, they have already shaved the corners of these Jews' heads and beards, and they oppress these Jews with a number of torments of body and soul, and their tears and blood have been spilled, as well as that of their relatives and other Jews. Woe to the eyes that see this! Woe to the ears that hear this! Woe to us for our catastrophe and our mortal wounds! Woe, who stands up on our behalf? Woe that my heart is as hard as stone, and I still want to eat and drink and fulfill my other desires. Woe, what will I say? How will I speak? How will I justify myself at such a time of trouble, oppression, and fear? May the compassionate one rescue me. I am still not returning to you properly. It still seems as though I am not in control of myself, heaven forbid. Woe, 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 woe to me for the sufferings of my soul. Woe to me for the sufferings of the Jewish people. Woe to me when my heart feels a little of the bitterness of the suffering. Woe and bitterness when my heart does not feel the sufferings of the Jewish people at all. I see my distance from you, the hardness of my heart, the confusion of my mind, so that I cannot feel the bitter, harsh, and great sufferings of Israel. 
sufferings in general and in specific that affect every Jew in body, soul, and money. If I truly felt the troubles in my heart, all the desires and affairs of this world would be entirely disgusting to me. Woe, woe, where am I in the world? Woe, woe to me, what have I experienced in my life? Woe, woe, woe. How do I find the voice and speech to roar, to cry out and plead over such troubles? Woe, woe, what shall I say? How shall I speak? How shall I justify myself? Compassionate master of the world, have compassion on this poor generation. Be appeased on behalf of this poor generation, for there is no one to help. See our poverty and toil, for we have no one on whom to rely except you, our Father in heaven, and on the power and merit of our forefathers and holy rabbis of previous generations. Act for their sake and for the sake of those killed for your holy name, particularly for the sake of the ten martyrs killed by the government, Rabbi Akiva and his companions, who were killed in sanctification of your name with harsh and bitter sufferings, whose torments were very great, and whose souls left in holiness and purity in sanctification of your name. Remember all the holy martyrs who were killed in sanctification of your name with harsh and bitter torments from the day of the destruction of the temple until now. Remember every day and every moment the self-sacrifice of the true tzaddikim who gave over their souls at every time and every day in sanctification of your name. In particular, remember the true self-sacrifice of the great ones of the generation, the chosen tzaddikim who sacrificed their names, their souls, in sanctification of your name, who nullify their honor and sacrifice their name and reputation, and who accept on themselves all the contempt of the world, shame, curses, and spilling of blood. They do so entirely for the sake of your name and for the sake of the Jewish people, your nation, in order to gain atonement for the children of Israel and to rescue them from all decrees and sufferings. Master of the world, you know that I lack the power and knowledge to arrange my prayer properly before you regarding the ter terrible and harsh sufferings of the Jewish people, especially regarding this terrible matter of the sacrifice of the name and reputation of the true tzaddikim, which is literally self-sacrifice. These are deeply concealed matters. But you know what has happened now with us in these generations regarding the Jewish people, and in particular what happens regarding each individual Jew every day the merit of the tzaddikim. You know all the deeds of the true tzaddikim who are presently involved in our rectification, all the great and awesome things that they do for our sake, to sweeten all the judgments and decrees, and to rescue us from the hands of all our enemies, to save us from all our persecutors. Please have mercy. Please have pity. Please have compassion and save us now with their power and in their merit at this time of great and harsh suffering. Teach us how to arrange our prayers, pleas, requests, and cries before you to nullify this evil decree and nullify all other decrees that the Gentiles want to enact, heaven forbid. Woe, what has become of us in this poor generation? Woe, woe, what shall we do? Where shall we flee? Gewalt, master of the world, what can we do? Gewalt, gewalt, it is so bitter. We do not know what to do. Our heart is turned to stone. Master of the world, master of the world, act for the sake of your name and not for us. See how poor and empty we are. Have pity on the honor of your name. Look down from heaven and see that we have been an object of mockery and scorn among the nations. The Gentiles laugh at us every day and say at every moment, Where is their God? 
With murder in my bones, my oppressors reproach me by saying to me all day, Where is your God? Answer us with compassion. Hashem, you are filled with compassion. Have compassion on us and accept our pleas. Answer us, Hashem, answer us, for we are in great suffering, the likes of which never was and the likes of which never will be. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name, because we do not have the power to appease you. We come to you only with your name. We come in your name. Hashem, act for the sake of your name. Save us, God of our salvation, and gather us and rescue us from the nations to thank your holy name, to praise and honor you. Help us, God of our salvation, in the matter of the honor of your name. Rescue us and grant atonement for our transgressions for the sake of your name. Be gracious to us, answer us, and hear our prayer. For you hear the prayer of every individual of your nation, the Jewish people, with compassion. Blessed are you who hears prayer.